I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Luke de Jong, not too wrong, and Brucey is very much back. Let's all meet up in the year 2000. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Wednesday, 21st of February. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Jim Campbell. Ah, six out of ten. Uh, thank you very much to uh, friend of the ramble E Ali uh, for sending us today's intro line. You can become a friend of the ramble by heading over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble. And if you do that, you will be getting a special extended version of the ramble today and every single Wednesday uh, for just five dollars a month. Uh, you'll also get access to the ramble Discord, where our Patreon subscribers have uh, recently been discussing uh, Mark Zuckerberg being awkward at the UFC, which is very good indeed. Uh, the great Carly playing cricket as well. Uh, not so good. Uh, so head. <laughs> on over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble and sign up and get involved it's the middle of the week it's the middle of the working week Luke Moore how the devil are you I'm very well thank you and I like that you had the ambition in the intro that Marcus yes. shows but you didn't have the confidence or commitment no. so therefore you then you delivered it in a half ass way then you looked at me and, and just kind of made a little face that oh yeah I should have done that I can do no cares? other faces other here. than little faces Luke Moore I have a little that's face you also... that's all it does you also gave it your own sort of tepid review. <laughs> yeah. Just do that under your own like YouTube videos. And six out of ten. Yeah, yeah, negative you. YouTube video comments we get. That's you. high for me, to be honest. Six, six, six yeah. out of ten, to be honest. If Pete's doing six out of ten and stuff, and he genuinely sincerely believes that in his own yeah. head, he's giving himself a whole oh, that's He can't believe how I'm good going he's down the, uh, the, the, um, the, the shop that sells awards and getting like medals made up for myself. <laughs> six out of ten. Get him in, getting him engraved. Yeah, this is my glass ceiling. Uh, so Man City uh, beat Brentford uh, 1 0 last night, uh, moving one, behind, uh, one point behind uh, Liverpool. 
at the top of the Premier League. Um, Erling Haaland has Haaland has now scored against every Premier League team he has ever faced. And what I liked about the way that he um, you know, defeated that particular demon in his mind, that he showed Christophe a bit of the ball and he and 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 Aya just got so excited he fell over. Just collapsed. He just collapsed. Yeah. That's just how collapsed. He, he went. Do you want a bit of this? Whoa! You can't have it. And then he's off. He's completely like a fucking human sandcastle. <laughs> exactly. I think he whispered that stat to him. Just <laughs> really yeah. Yeah. This is mine now. I heard I, Pete. I heard he was. On, he was. I got a good authority. He was actually quietly humming the uh, match of the day thing. I mean, is that an impressive um, feat? I mean, it sounds like an impressive feat, but he's not been here for very long. So, how many teams has he realistically played against? He's 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 been injured for a couple of months as. Well, I mean, it's impressive. Yeah, right, it's, okay, fine. It's more impressive because he's not been here for that long. Sure, yeah, yeah. good he's point. He's had very actually. few, yeah. you know, bites at the cherry, isn't he? I think it's is it twenty two teams, something like but that. But what if you? Which gonna, but what yeah. if you come on as like a youth team player and you score a goal, and then that stat is also true for you as well? It's true. It does. It does get. I suppose it gets. It's like a. It's a. It's a curve to it. Mm. It gets less. More impressive the longer you're yes, there. Yeah. But then his on his defence will be, well. I've I've done it across twenty, however many twenty odd mm. teams. So that, yeah. that that is an amazing right. thing. And then obviously now he's going to find it very hard to improve on that record consistently because one, he's probably going to go somewhere else at some point. Uh, but before that, the teams you know you don't refresh as many Premier League mm. teams, do they? So I mean, a couple of them that come up might have already been in the Premier League and he might have already scored yeah. against them. Yeah, I mean, you'd be looking at like Leicester City, Leeds, United, Ipswich, Southampton, West Brom. I mean, they are mainstays of the Premier League. If you oh, if the, you are, he'll be shitting himself about playing them. <laughs> if won't he? you are going to be taking that stat to your grave, I think you have to be uh, aware that you, you you really have to be beating those teams. You really have to be scoring against those teams. Mm. On, on the game last night, it's sometimes amazing being a Premier League fan. Mm. Um, because um, the games are shit, but at least you can't watch them. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went to France. Did yeah, you? Right, watch okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheaper than getting a subscription yeah, yeah, yeah. for a month to Sky Sports. Yeah, and I'm, I'm yeah. exhausted. <laughs> really long night. You could actually do that. You could. Wasn't That's worth a YouTube it. video, that is, waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. some, some young YouTuber will do that. Oh, I'm going to go get the Eurostar to Paris, watch the game, and then come back I like again. The fa- and it's the only way I'll legally be able to I like to do the it. fact that your idea of a young YouTuber thing to do is to go to France on a nice train. Oh, I'm big on YouTube for that reason. <laughs> I would say- yeah. what, I like to, what I like to do with my YouTube channel, it's got about 15 subscribers and I don't do anything controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just me having a nice sit down. <laughs> to be fair, that, apps, that, sounds, that sounds absolutely lovely. Charting the noises you make as you get older, maybe? Yeah. I think I'd yeah. subscribe to that. Well, one thing that does definitely happen as you get older is you get a lot of, you do make a lot of involuntary noises mm, mm. And, it anno- and it invariably annoys your wife um but anyway i was going to say that um on the game last night it was it was kind of a, a really interesting situation because as i've mentioned no one could watch it because it wasn't originally selected for tv and it was rescheduled which to me is like the laziest rule ever mm. i mean if sky sports given that they have to have all the cameras there anyway for highlights and all the rest of it just broadcasting mm. i know they only get a certain amount they can do but like it becomes more and more antiquated by the week but for people who, who who are just casual football fans or maybe who support their team and they don't really care about an awful lot else, this game would have completely passed them by because mm-hmm. it was a routine kind of 1-0 win. Um, although Brentford did have a lot of early chances um, and, and perhaps could have made it interesting. Mm. But it was super important for Man City to get back on the horse because although they only... Yeah, they've been in brilliant form and they've only dropped two points recently against Chelsea. The standard is so high now mm. that you, you, you really have to get yourself back up there. That, that game in hand they had... They absolutely had to win mm. it um, because it's just a massive psychological blow if they don't. And so they did get it done. Um, I, I particularly liked um, the endeavour that Brentford showed from the from the off, which is exactly how I think the team should start 
against Man City. Their chances. Very similar to how they beat them last season as well. It it? was. Waiting for their chances. But what always seems to happen is if you have a team like that who dominate the ball, pull you all over the place, make it tough, and for those people who haven't even played football casually, trust me when I tell you, it's much harder without the ball because you do all the running. Mm -hmm. Uh, They just get knackered. Mm -hmm. And and, and with Man City, it feels a bit like, unless it's going to be like a Haley's Comet event, where, you know, they go back, it's nil-nil or whatever, or Brentford nick one. Um, they're always going to get a goal at some point. Yeah. I mean, the, the interesting thing about the circumstances of this game, though, are that the goal came from such a clear and obvious mistake, really. Mm, you know, yeah. like, it's really unfortunate that I has fallen over. I suppose part of that might be the fatigue that comes from, from chasing them so much. But um, it's interesting to see City not playing in a particularly convincing way because they weren't maybe as sort of, well, as penetrative as they usually are. Uh, obviously, they've still come away with three points. There's the old cliche about winning when you're uh, when you're not playing well, which they've, you know, very much ticked that box last night. And I think it's just sort of frustrating, isn't it, in terms of um, the title race that they've, they've not dropped those two points there. I think it's just a lot more interesting if City are playing catch-up because we, you know, we know how they, they motor into this incredible kind of like, this gear in the, in the at the turn of the year where they put these massive long winning runs together and i think we're all kind of sitting here thinking well that's not necessarily going to happen this time just because it's happened so many times but they've before. won 12 they've won 12 in their last 13 games indeed indeed yeah. um so sure won. i think this was an opportunity there certainly um for, for that when no one's when no one's looking, it's, it's a game that's not that's on it. telly and no one knows it's happening. <laughs> Maybe they've just got so we've a, got a good chance. Yeah. Match. Like Newcastle under Steve Bruce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> remember, they just weren't that bothered. You kept saying, "Give it some welly when you're not on the telly." If, <laughs> yeah, I, remember, yeah. if I remember right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there was a, there was a real lack of welly actually from City last night. But again, they're never going to be like this for that long. Mm, so it does feel it. like uh, one they kind of not got away with. But I've, I've seen a bit of reaction from from their supporters on online saying that it felt a bit nervy and it's been a little bit like that lately. And they don't maybe feel as invincible as usual but again they are um, very rarely unconvincing for very long. They're a victim of their own success a little bit. They've raised the quality so high in the Premier League that other teams are starting to take the mantle and then coming off the back of um, winning so many things last season it's going to be difficult to get mm. back up there. Um, my highlight of the match was definitely um, Edison doing a um, flying catch um, from a header. Oh it's brilliant. I d- the Neville Southall, I call it, because he just always just need do to that. do it. Yeah, he, like he every keeper just pop, like usually just pause it away, palms it out of harm's way. But I just like to see every now and again a goalkeeper remembering that you can actually get, like keep hold of the ball. Yeah. So, so they don't seem to. I mean, with that one, I guess it was a quite a tame effort though. Wasn't it was it? in so the corner kind of though. I think he, he he was at full, oh, yeah, was yeah, at full stretch, he's, he's, wasn't he? Is it a full stretch? Yeah, for me. Oh, your idea of full stretch might be different. My little face and my arms, full stretch. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a little stretch out later and we'll see you, what, what it means. But a lot of the time now they don't t- try to catch because I think they think if they drop the ball, it's a soft impact. Mm. So it, it's going to fall and it's going to be easier for someone to nip mm. in there and get their fucking scraps, <laughs> yeah. which you've got to do in football. So they try Red to punch. But in that case, it was lovely. It was one for the yeah. cameras. He, what I like about it is he caught it when the whole body was in midair. Yep. It's nice to see. But, but just to f- follow up on Jim's point as well, like, they won the game. They're winning games. Sure. And, you know, if it wasn't for an amazing goal line clearance from that Oscar Bob chance, mm. who just looks like he's got ice in his veins. I mean, he doesn't... First of all, I still don't fully appreciate that he's a real player. What are they doing in Norway? Yeah, I know. Why weren't they doing it before? I know. And uh, the second one was Phil Foden went on amazing, and it was almost one of the best goals of the mm. season. And he was so annoyed with himself that he didn't finish it that he immediately ran, legged it, sprinted straight over to the corner because to, to take the corner. Mm-hmm. So I think he just thought, if I just get out of the way, people are going to forget that I should have finished that. <laughs> if I score from a corner now, <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be make really up impressive. for it. Yeah. But Flecken, um, Flecken, 
who's, who's every time I see Flecken, and I cannot emphasise this enough, I couldn't see him last night. But when I can see him, he makes a billion saves a game. Mm. And then last night, towards the end, Brentford was still in the game, of course, last minute. They get a corner. Flecken goes up and he gives fucking Carl Walker six of the best studs down his <laughs> shins. Nice Not the only one. Yeah. Yeah. Was like Neil Mopay and Neil, uh, Carl Walker sort of renewed their uh, hostilities again, didn't and, they? And I think when you've got the sort of chaotic personal life that Carl Walker's got, <laughs> you do attract a lot. It's, like it's like a maelstrom. Yeah. You do attract yeah. a lot of attention. In the last game, apparently, he said to the like to the, the referee's assistant, or it might have been the referee, something like, he's saying things about my kids. It's like, you know what? You, you probably shouldn't be doing that, Neil Mopay. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless of what you read, Neil Mopay takes that part of his game really seriously. Yeah. You've got, you've got yeah. to say that. What's the, what's the best thing you could say about a child on the field of play and not get in trouble for it? You know what I yeah, mean? I don't think you should. I think yeah, your children are high achievers. How dare you? Yeah. Congratulations on the recent math test for little Tommy. <laughs> That's a threat. That's yeah. a threat. That's isn't worse. It? <laughs> That's, <laughs> exactly. worse. That's what I'm trying to make out. Show you, you can't, you can't say anything and it not sound yeah, terrible. You literally can't say anything for crying out loud. No. Yes. You can't say anything these yeah, days. Well, you can't. Pep Guardiola can't say anything no. these days because he's apologised to Calvin Phillips for making public comments about his weight. Uh, Phillips yeah. uh, said that the comments were a big knock to his uh, confidence. Uh, and, yeah, Pep Guardiola, I think it's quite nice to see a manager sort of go, you know what, on reflection, that's probably something that probably should have remained behind closed doors. Uh, he said, I, I never before said something in a press conference that I didn't say to the player. I'm sorry. Once in eight years is not bad, but I'm so sorry. I apologise to him. I do apologise. I'm so Sorry. Um, is that enough? Sounds like you being late for a meeting. <laughs> Never late for a meeting, how dare you? I do apologise. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I turn into Hugh Grant yeah. from the North East. Yeah. 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 Is, yeah. This, is this nice to see a manager kind of going, put, put your hands up, instead of being defensive and kind of backing yourself into a corner and uh, doubling doon? It's, it's just nice to see. It is, but there's, there is, you know, there's, there's, there's a little bit of singling down at least, isn't there? Because he's saying, I've never done it before. Right, Look, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. I've had my Look, one. I, I will apologise, but I also want credit for all the times I didn't yeah, do that's it. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. You know. <laughs> but, but can I, on a semi-serious note, I mean, it isn't ideal when people in authority who are in charge of or looking after professional athletes who are you mm. know, young men or women um, comment publicly on this kind of stuff. We've seen it be hugely problematic yes. for people's mental health in different sports. It shouldn't be any different in football. Clearly, players will have a, a weight range within that they need to be in to be optimum in terms of their performance. That absolutely should, out of respect, be a private matter. Mm. And the moment anyone, whether it's a manager or a co-player or a chairman, whatever it is, starts talking about other human beings' weight, it's, I think, like hugely problematic and it should never happen. I, I actually think there should be quite big fines for it. Um, but I like that he apologised. I understand that, you know, Guardiola probably you know, it does feel genuine contrition about it. Um, and it sh it's not something that should happen. I, I think um, I think it's very, very difficult these days in the public eye Um for, for for athletes anyway let alone have to worry about that because these weight issues they seem to be a lot of the time they seem to be ascribed to like female athletes right and, yes. and we understand mm. why but men can suffer from this kind of stuff as well and a lot of the time they're you know in this case they're, they're young men and they need to they, mm. they need to have their mental health protected and they don't want everyone knowing that stuff because ultimately it can cause huge problems I mean even if Calvin Phillips is privately above his weight range for what he needs to be with the with the medical staff at Man City or West Ham or whatever Still an incredible athlete, and he mm. needs to make sure he doesn't have a kind of, any kind of thought distortions around that. So it's important that the apology was made. I think. Uh, the term overweight as well is 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 a bit of a misnomer there, isn't it? As well, because it's essentially over his target weight for a very specified set of exactly. um, of 
parameters, really. Whip his and top off, and he is in no absolutely, way over Exactly. Yeah. So it's um, it, it's a, a unfortunate misuse of language, and perhaps it's something to think about in terms of how they even describe such a thing. I think they should sack him. <laughs> I think sack they him for granted. I think he yeah. should. I think he should be banned from being a Premier League manager. And you've got, and, and yeah. he's got to be filled with suet. Until he's massive, big, big Pep Guardiola. How would you like that, Pep Guardiola? They've got to turn him into a foie gras. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you imagine? He'd be fine Augustus with it. Glooping. He'd be fine. We need to Augustus Augustus gloop him. Yeah. Pep Guardiola. You've now got to spend a week in Willy Wonka's factory. <laughs> That's what you got yeah, to do. I mean, oh, we started so well there. I mean, I mean, also, uh, I think like the physique of the modern footballer has got to the point where actually the the sort of the ab um, riddled thin bodies are actually quite. Like not quite as useful as they they could be. Sometimes you need a bit of <laughs> bit of weight behind you. Yeah, yeah, especially uh, working in certain positions in, in the. Is this where you put the um, disclaimer in about how you've got literally no medical qualifications whatsoever? And you're no, not, I don't care. We're not, we're not bound advice. by any of these rules. I, I think we are actually technically um, bound by off combo. <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, anyway, uh, on the topic of uh, Man City, fantastic. Tom Huddleston <laughs> scored against their under twenty ones from Man United's under twenty ones. He's, he's thirty seven, Jim. <laughs> He is, yeah. There's, I mean, there's this new thing, isn't there, where you can have a sort of um, an older player who is a, a kind of player He's a coach, coach yeah. in the under twenty ones, and we're seeing a lot <laughs> of these these uh, these situations. It's fantastic. Yeah. I'm all for a retro footballer. It, you can have um, you can have a handful of players over age, but what play, what clubs are doing now is that they're having a player run their academy, who's also had a brilliant career, mm. to kind of guide and help and be like a mentor to different players and stuff. But there is something kind of. Is there something kind of quite tragic about it? I don't imagine he celebrated the goal. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's an interesting decision for you to make as a professional, isn't it? It might be that all right. Well, this is this is a one last big contract. I didn't expect. To he's be a coach as well. He's a coach I, as well. I, of course, of yeah. course, and it's a it's a way into that. Um, but if it it really depends what your ambitions are for the for the tail end of your career, isn't well, it? Well, I think it's. I mean, it, he's it's, it's going to be different on each. In each in, um, individual's case, at the end of the day, I mean, he's a coach, and um, you can coach better if you're on the field. So, so why not indulge? It's more the social media team of Man United putting that out with his, his yeah. old man he's face. He's probably not on that happy about that. Is <laughs> he, he probably wouldn't be, to be honest. And he, and and he's he's um, the thing about Huddleston. Love watching him play. He's a real Rolls Royce. Technically, so mm, good. Great it, passer. Yeah, brilliant passer of the mm. ball. Great striker of the ball. Couldn't really get around the pitch at the top level great very well. Um, but that didn't that didn't limit his um, his career really because he had a really great career. And it's great to see him doing that kind of stuff. And I'm sure he's got a lot to offer. But um, yeah, I don't imagine he'd be kind of he'd be um, particularly pleased. He'd be advertising the fact that he's doing <laughs> that kind of thing because. Obviously, he never played for Man United, so it's a bit like it's a bit it like it looks a, really weird. It's a bit it? cosplay, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit yeah, like yeah. Cosplaying yeah. A as being a Man United. It player, might be so. um, that a lot of other players see this and sort of go, "Oh, I fancy a, I fancy a post-career career." Uh, maybe um, I definitely yeah, do. Savages would be, be back. Great. Savage would be back in the uh, in, in the dream I'm not Man sure United what you've got team. To offer <laughs> in terms of brains or brawn. <laughs> mm, uh, well, yeah. did you hear that story that um, Dean Windass told about Robbie Savage? Dean Windass, yep. It's Quite recently, mm. where he said that um, Robbie Savage, it was like it was, I guess it was Leicester against Hull when Windass was playing there, and uh, he said that like, they had a game at, at Leicester, and they had a big old um, bust up on the pitch. You know, Savage was winding them up the whole time and all the rest of it, and um, Windass was fuming. Mm. And the game finished, and Windass to cut a long story short. Windass went basically looking for him. I want to chin the guy right, and he he finally finds out where he is. He's in the players' lounge. And uh, he goes up to Robbie Savage. He's about to give him both barrels. And Robbie Savage goes, oh, hi, Dean. Good to see you again. Uh, have you met my mum and dad? And his mum and dad are in the players' lounge next to him, right? 
So Dean Willis is like, well, I can't do anything here. You know, his mum and dad are here. So yeah. he's like, he just shakes his head and says, yeah, good game, and walks off. And as he's walking out to his car, one of Leicester City's like, players goes, you know that isn't his mum and dad, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> 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 it's kid stuff. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so he just wriggled He's out. He's odd one. He's yeah. odd one then. And and anyone who gets yeah. to him first can do it. Um, yeah, I th- I think Windass should go after him. Yeah, now. I, I do a podcast series on Get that. His son, he hunts him down. Him and his son, Windass and son, goes out in search of uh, Savage. Yeah, like Mindass, like Minder. Yeah. And and Josh Windass is the um is the uh, what's the guy the guy's name who does the theme tune and everything yeah. as well. I can't remember his name. The um the, the actor who plays the young guy in mind that could be him. <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, well, elsewhere in the Champions League, uh, Marco Anatovic came off the bench to score the winner for Inter against Atletico. Uh, we had a PSV one Dortmund one match as well. Uh, Anatovic, I do still love that man, and I love watching him play football. And I'm just happy that he's happy. Very briefly what? after coming off the bench. My legs hurt watching him like make up the ground for that shot. Like it, it just looks so <laughs> stiff. Like he will be feeling that today. He looks like the stick man. You know that kids kids uh, uh, book. <laughs> the stick yeah, man. yeah. Hello. He he. Or like um, a reboot of Fido Dido. From what I can make out, he's having a um, he's having like a almost like an Indian summer to his career mm. at Bologna and scoring goals like a mid-table Serie A club, which is a lovely old mm. job. On loan at Inter and, and, and having an impact in the Champions League. League. It's quite, it's quite nice. At this stage as well. Um, the games last night, though, were, I mean, I watched the Inter game and it was it was just pretty thin gruel. It was very dull. And I didn't like Atletico's kit because it was basically, it's the first time I've seen a kit that's essentially exactly the same shade of green as the pitch. Right, it was very, yeah. very odd to watch. Yeah, the most enjoyable thing about it. So I, I started watching that game as well um, because... I would say Antoine Griezmann is possibly my favourite non-Vardy footballer mm-hmm. currently active. You're a big um, fan of the Vardy family generally. Uh, yeah. Generally, absolutely. Uh, I love, love what they stand for. Um, <laughs> and so I thought, you know, Griezmann's always enjoyable. And I hadn't, I, I was kind of sleeping a little bit on the fact that Rodrigo de Paul is now essentially like cosplaying as Griezmann. They mm. look really, really similar. He's done his hair in the same I way. Saw him he f- was Messi's bouncer in the in the World Cup and yeah. generally for Argentina. Yeah. And maybe he's kind of fulfilling a similar role here. When maybe, I first saw him, again, I thought it was Griezmann. Like, yeah, same. It was a flash shot of him. And I thought, oh, it's Griezmann. He looks, yeah, okay. And it, But it's not actually him. It's not, but it's Rodrigo de Paul. We know that Argentinian players are like the dark hearts. Perhaps they're embracing the old switcheroo. Could be. Mm. Body swap, body swap comedy. You exactly. can't get enough of them. Well, uh, Interman uh, paid tribute to their former defender, Andres Bremer, before the game, who uh, died, uh, was it yesterday? Um, age 63. Um, very sad yeah. to hear. Obviously, um, one of the most two-footed footballers of his generation and uh, obviously a big uh, mainstay in the uh, Italian 90 uh, Germany squad. Oh, he was, He was an incredible player and for... You know, given the rivalry, particularly at that time between England and West Germany, and particularly in that tournament, mm. he was still one who was like fucking cool. Yeah, and yeah. you know, we talk a lot about um, fullbacks and how attacking they are and how much of an effect they have on the game these days. And in an era where that wasn't necessarily the case, Bremer was sensational. He, mm. he could. People say he wasn't as good a defender. I heard Pat Neville on the radio the other night saying that he, you know, he played against him. He thought he wasn't. As good defensively, what, what a tribute! Pat will know far better than me, but say what again? a tribute! <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. no, but he was—he was—he was a nice tribute overall. Right. He was just saying that you know he was—he wasn't known for mm. that, but um, I just thought he was brilliant all round. Mm. As, as a kind of nine-year-old watching the World Cup and and being gutted that England got knocked out, I still like loved Bremer, and I could not say that about basically every other member yeah. of that squad. Yeah. I remember that team feeling 
invincible. Like it was, it would have been impossible for us to get past them as as close as it as it came. And he yeah. was a sort of a, epitome of that. Just such an engine and genuinely ambidextrous as well in a way that's rare in not just in football but in life. Yeah, yeah. He, he. I mean, for for those who, who are too young to remember this, uh, he it was a, ultimately a left back or left sided player who predominantly used his left foot. But in the World Cup final, he scored the winning penalty with his right foot. Mm. And he often took mm. penalties with his, with his right, right foot. right in the bottom corner as well. And he would take free kicks and corners with his left. But he, he could and did play on either side as well. He was. I don't think it was that he had a particularly strong right foot. I think he was one of those rare people that is genuinely two-footed. I think you said uh, left foot for power, right foot for placing. That's was his, there we uh, go. Right, That's yeah. nice. What a Amazing. nice luxury to have that is. Indeed. No, right. I just like Fantastic. anything. I'd like any of my limbs yeah. to do anything. <laughs> to do anything useful. I can combine them for walking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. um, a Luke de Jong penalty uh, and PSV a draw at home to Dortmund before the match. Uh, de Jong responded to being included in a list of the 100 worst Premier League strikers. How could I be a flop when I only played 12 matches for Newcastle? Um, I mean, your lungs were a flop. You literally had a collapsed lung at one point, I seem to recall. Carl. Your lungs were a flop. Your lungs were a flop. Awful fan base. <laughs> look, look awful. <laughs> Pete, what are, you, what, what are your, what are your um, memories of Luke opinions de Jong? and memories of Luke de Jong? Very few. There's only 12 of them, clearly. But he just constantly, he'd come back and then he'd get injured. He'd come back and get injured. I mean, I would say at that point, the Newcastle United uh, recovery uh, involved um, uh, Sulo bins that you sat in <laughs> filled with ice. So yeah, there did. was that. Yeah. And if this is the list that the Daily Mail did, mm. um, then... First, a couple of points to make on it. One is that Josie Altador is number one mm. above Ali Dia, right? Which okay. is a bit unfortunate. <laughs> That's a professional footballer it, versus. But uh, I guess their defence, he scored two Premier League goals in seventy Premier League games. <laughs> but they also do a list of um, the breakdown of which club has the most of the hundred worst strikers in Premier League history. Oh, okay. Uh, guess which club's top? Chelsea. It's obviously Newcastle. Is it? Wow. Really? With 14. And, and West Ham wow. are second with 12. West Ham obviously famously have found it very, very difficult to buy strikers who've been consistent. It's just, yeah, the top five clubs, it's Newcastle, West Ham, Sunderland, Crystal Palace, and then Manchester City. Chelsea actually not... Chelsea are below Portsmouth. Right. Well, I, I would say that Newcastle, for the record, um, had a few players that went elsewhere and did very well. So I don't think it's... It doesn't tell the whole picture. It doesn't show the whole well, so, but basically, so it's Newcastle's fault. Is what yeah, yeah, they ruined them. They, they, they <laughs> ruined, could not yeah. get the stink could off. Not, it's not the... <laughs> Getting that it's not bin. the players' fault, they're just, but they're just, they are tainted Put forever. some hot water in that bin, for crying out loud. Right, uh, we'll wrap things up for the first half. Coming up in the second half, loads of stuff. Porto versus Arsenal, uh, more managerial merry-go-round and uh, a kind of Daily Star spotted feature from Luke. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. If you're asking me whether Harry the Horn, who I presume is the mascot, should dive in that way, I think it's disgraceful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please come we'll back. Miss we'll miss we him. We'll miss him in the game, won't we? We will miss him. Great guy. On, on Monday night, Andy Brassel and myself recorded Ramble React following Everton, uh, Crystal Palace's one-all draw. I massively encourage you to listen to that, even though the match wasn't all that. You'll hear Andy's opinion on whether uh, Oliver Glasner is the right man for Crystal Palace. My opinion on James Tarkowski's attempt to flirt with his wife. Astonishing footage from uh, Amazon. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, ridiculous. It amazing. And uh, also detailed analysis of whether Ray Lewington should be wearing shorts in February uh, in the Liverpool area. You can find that episode directly below this one in your podcast app, so go listen now. Uh, Luke Moore, you saw Steve Parrish and Oliver Glasner having a meeting yesterday in a posh hotel in the west of London. That's that story's grown legs since I sent a WhatsApp to produce a film. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't say I saw them having a meeting. Right. Like I saw I saw them in a hotel at a table together. That's worse. And Steve Parrish it makes it sound like they're having a romantic day. Well, they might have been. All right, fine. That's all right. Isn't it? That's all right. Twenty twenty four, mate. Grow up. <laughs> um, the, 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 if it was a meeting, mm. it kept being interrupted by Steve Parrish repeated. So here's the thing about people who work in football that I've occasionally been adjacent mm. to. Right, they're always on the yeah, phone, a lot of phones. always, yeah, 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 yeah. And they always wear clothes too tight for them. That, that's the two things. So it doesn't matter how old you get in football. Mm. I mean, there's there are exceptions to this. Ray Lewinson would be an exception. Ray uh, Roy Hodgson would be an exception. Mm. The old school don't, but the guys now who are kind of in modern football, but they're older, they all wear clothes too tight for them. So Steve Parrish was wearing a suit that was probably, you know, in my estimation, four sizes too small. For four him. sizes too small. Oh, it's ridiculous. Impressive. It was like a Pete Donaldson suit, suit jacket, but sh- even shorter than that. Right. Trousers didn't get anywhere near his ankles. Those trainers with the white soles. And he kept leaving the table to go and take a phone call mm. uh, over and over again. And I mentioned to the guys that I was there on the table, about two or three tables away, 
Um, and I could have got some more intel, but after a while, fucking opposite me, Jason Statham sat Jason down. Statham. So I got distracted. Uh, no, he sat down the table opposite me, so I, I, I was very, very distracted. So are we looking at a possibility um, of Jason Statham being the number two at Palace, do you think? Could be. <laughs> I've, I, the thing about Jason Statham when you see him in the flesh, and he lives near me, so I do see him fairly regularly, he's fucking hard. Mm. He just looks like the hardest bloke. Rangy. His face looks like it's made out of rock. He, he looks granity. Oh, massive. I, I think he'd... And he's obviously got the old martial arts behind him and he's tough. I, I just think he... I'd love to have seen him beat the shit out of about four people in there. Yeah. <laughs> in the Hamyard Hotel. Not me. One of them not yeah. being me. I'd love to see him beat the shit out of Steve Parrish and Oliver Glasner. Yeah, in the Hamyard Hotel. Um, you're... Uh... Don't name the hotel. Why? You're allowed to be in the hotel. I don't hotel. want people to go you there. Don't... <laughs> <laughs> it must be disappointing to, to be around Statham and that not happen. Like, mm. anywhere where you are with him and it's calm must have a big, like... Act one vibe. Yeah. It's like, whoa. What's going to happen? Surely there's going to be an inciting incident anytime soon. I went up to him. I said, oh, turn a table over, mate. And he just didn't do anything. <laughs> Is that the most <laughs> exciting the thing? I'd never want to see your action feature film. A man turn <laughs> the table turner. No, but that's how it starts. That's how it? it starts. Just push oh, over Oh, you turn the table you... over and you've accidentally hit the toe of a big henchman. Yeah. And then things fucking happen, don't they? I don't think the henchman shouldn't be getting involved. The 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 only person who the only time a henchman gets involved is when the the big boss man tells not the big boss man but the boss man tells you um, that that you're allowed to have a fight. The henchman doesn't make his own decisions, surely. Well, that's true. Actually, he's just just unless they're a rogue henchman. He's just a puppet. Um, Which Statham is perfect for. Yeah, I would watch a movie called Rogue Henchman. Yeah, he's a henchman. Well, you think he's a henchman, but he's actually got more about him. Yes. and uh, what what I wanted to be is like what I wanted to be that guy in that meme where there's that big fight in that chicken shop and he's just ca- calmly Calm eating chicken. chicken. I wanted chicken. to get stuck into my cheese and onion toasty, which I had for lunch, while they're all kicking mm. off. That's what I wanted. So, to so no, sadly, it didn't. So no insider knowledge about how the Crystal Palace team is going to uh, set up. Um, well, no, it would have been interesting. It, the only way that would have been interesting, mate, is if Oliver Gladstone had been linked to the job, and then I saw yes. them and I could have told everyone. It, the jobs he's already had it he's already got it so right. I mean, it, it's irrelevant Luke, it's, 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 it's a total irrelevant a little uh, insider um, uh, thing about, about the um, the stack HQ calendar uh, Luke said uh, Luke W F H which mean, usually means working from home uh, but f- in this case he was working from ham so I'll never work from ham. from ham I was working from ham it's a great listen it's a, it's a great hotel as it's you know people who listen to the Luke and Pete show will know a top tip about when you're cutting about London and you, you, you've you got meetings mm. or whatever and you're working, go to a hotel. Yep. They can't stop they can't you because they're worried that you're staying there and they don't want to piss Get you in off. The, room. the toilet's always great yep. and there's always free Wi-Fi. There is, yeah. Don't cut about in a crap costa. Go to a nice hotel. Cool. They can't stop you. <laughs> the uh, Some of them do stop no. you. Uh, <laughs> Enagawa over the road from uh, Ham Hotel is a, is a great Japanese uh, um, restaurant as well. So there Good to know. we go. Um, elsewhere, uh, Andy and myself did speak about um, Steve Bruce apparently being interested in becoming the next South Korea manager as he's keen to move overseas for his next job. Just closer to the cricket, isn't he, really? He just wants to get closer <laughs> to the cricket. Um, Philip Mananek says, uh, managing in a country where one of the staple dishes is cabbage. You've got to admire it. It's a good point. Yep. Kimchi all over the gaff. My, my favourite tweet from one of our followers, uh, Rick, greeting this news was uh, Justin who said it's going to be some long nights ahead for Alex Bruce on Ancestry.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. I mean, I am I'm shocked that this is of interest to Steve Bruce. I thought I knew the man. I thought I could predict his thoughts. Mm. Uh, I did not think it would involve such a huge kind of 
cultural adventure is going to manage South Korea, but he's up for it. I think it's a massive breakdown in communication. I think he's had a conversation with his agent. Uh, My career's gone up. south. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for a new <laughs> career move. And he's like, and, and, and Q, I smell a sitcom. <laughs> yeah. Q, Q a, 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 a mad cap rush to the airport. Steve, Steve Bruce thinks he's going back to Malaga. All of a sudden, no, oh, it's Korean oh. Airlines. And young Jose. Remotely? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. Well, he still will be playing his son, won't he? Yes. <laughs> it doesn't matter how old he gets, that guy's always going to get a starting berth. Um, recently sacked Sunderland manager Michael Beale has been caught by some internet sleuths, guys, um, using an anonymous Twitter account to post propaganda defending himself. It's Elon Musk. It's incredible. It's an incredible internet sleuthing. It's by the second tier podcast, right? I think they're in conjunction with the Sunderland fan site. Yeah. It's. I mean, I kind of feel like this stuff must happen a lot. Yes. And I think Michael Beale's probably been quite sloppy. And the reason I think... You've got a burner, haven't you? I haven't, That's mate. You know, you do you know, I have any idea how much I hate Twitter. <laughs> I, I would not be subjected to... Won't even call to... it by its rightful name. <laughs> exactly, I won't. That's how, dis- how much disrespect I've got for it. But I told you guys before, I was on TalkSport once with a pundit. I can't actually remember who it was now. And he was getting texts from Alex McLeish saying, can you keep mentioning my name on the show today because mm. I really want a job? And I think I think it's so competitive out there and I think they're so addicted to it, managers and all the rest of it, that they they just desperately want work. And I think that, like, I reckon a lot of these guys do this. And I just think Michael yeah. Beale's been particularly sloppy. Do you want to explain, Pete, what he's actually been doing for those who haven't seen yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, he's been, uh, he's been on the Twitter, um, sometimes late at night. Um, he's got his own... Um, Twitter page uh, called player underscore ID, which is apparently um, Beal in disguise, so to speak. And he's now deleted it, or someone's now deleted the player underscore ID. Um, But right throughout the last few years, it's been posting pro Mick Beal tweets, um, which (laughs) is very much um, right up our street. Uh, Defending him Mm. for not um, shaking a player's hand at the weekend, uh, retweeting uh, people defending uh, Beal. If Sunderland sacked Beal, who in their right mind would want that job, (laughs) etc.? Uh, and going even further back, uh, it posted um, stuff from when he was in charge of Rangers as well, uh, screenshots of the league table and stuff. It's it, it's good stuff. I think Aaron uh, Aaron Corley has kind of um, set him up for a fall, basically uh, explaining that uh, give Michael Beale new business player underscore ID a follow and check out the website. You'll not regret it. This was back in 2017. That's the smoking That's gun, That's the it? smoking it gun. That's the piece of uh, evidence can, that we needed. Can I play... Can I play devil's advocate here, mm. Pete? And I think you're the best person to ask about right. this. Is that the worst thing a 43-year-old man can get up to on the internet? <laughs> no, probably not. And I'm a 42-year-old man, I love you know. <laughs> no, but he's 43. I know. I, I just presume <laughs> that's what you're asking me. Um, there are, I mean, I work with a few people who used to uh, uh, retweet and tweet very positive stuff about themselves. Um, I reckon as, it's all as, over as, as radio DJs. Yeah, be. but it really yeah. saw them in good stead. Like, they were regarded as having a bit of a following. Um, and then you kind of probe that following and you sort of realise, well, maybe, maybe it's not as strong as we think. Maybe they're just really busy with burner accounts. Still working. Yeah. Still still getting in I, that money. I, I think the most damning thing for Michael Beale is that in one of the, the tweets, he talks about the fans being really entitled. Yeah. So it's a really interesting insight into what managers actually think about the fans of the clubs they manage because well, you're never going to get that any other way. Moyes has done that, though. Mm. Hodgson said that. They both said it. Yeah, all right. But they've, they've couched it in... 
in vaguely critical language. Talking about how good they are. Overtly um, critical yeah, language yeah, okay. because he thinks it's anonymous. And the thing is, right, this will come up in his next job interview. Yeah. But how on earth is <laughs> he going to get another that? job interview? <laughs> <laughs> he's, the only job he's getting now after this is he's going to get a job down. And I'm just, I don't mean any disrespect here, but he's going to get a job where he's going to be a big name for that level. People are going to go, fucking hell, we're going to get Michael Beale. It'd be like conference or something. <laughs> Ross County? <laughs> oh, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> uh, by the way, I hooked up with um, Derek Adams on LinkedIn. Yeah. I'm glad he said, I'm he glad he said right LinkedIn away. there. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, see how it goes. Hamyard Hotel. <laughs> Do you want to go upstairs? <laughs> yeah. Not what it's yeah. for. Yeah, I want to get Derek Adams involved in the ramble somehow. Right. He's, he's the right guy for us. What would we do with him? What would, I what, want him to come what would you on. do with the Derek Adams, Luke? I want him to say, I've listened to football podcasts a million miles better than this. <laughs> Um, oh, elsewhere, a million uh, uh, in, in other places north of the border, uh, to be exact. Neil Warnock has signed uh, Junior Hoylet for uh, Aberdeen until the end of the season. You love to see Canadians going cold places. It's where they live. It's where they exist. It's where they're going to flourish, <laughs> like huskies. Yeah, aren't they? exactly. Just rolling around in the you know, snow. Bloody lovely time it. for crying out I, I like that with this. So, so Junior Hoylet has played, and it's not his real name, by the way. You know, his real name is David Hoylet. Right. Okay. Fine. Um, I, I, I don't know where the junior nickname comes mm. from, but uh, just as an aside, yeah, yeah. he's he's played a handful of games for Vancouver Whitecaps last year. Mm. And the great thing about this is, uh, Junior Hoyle's had a good career. You know, he, I'm not mm. slating him. He's an international player and you know, all the rest of it. He played, played at the top level. But there's a very big feeling here that Neil Warnock just wants some company. Uh, yes. Yeah. Up in Aberdeen. Yeah. Of someone he knows. He just wants someone he knows. Days. Yeah. Yeah. Just wants just wants to be it's a long way away from home, as we know. Aberdeen's a very, very isolated place. Um he just he just wants a bit of a familiar face around, mm. doesn't he? To help someone him. to and carpool so, and, with. And, and, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's I think that's fair enough. Yeah. You know he's still got a file of facts with all his contacts as well. Definitely. He's been thumbing that for a Fortnite. I think it's an old school roller deck. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I meant. It around. Yeah. Did you? Is that what you I meant? Did yeah. Mean a yeah. Because yeah, you said Filofax, but you made the motion for roller deck. Mm. Yeah. What's the difference between roller decks? Hang on. A Filofax is like a, a little kind of. Um, it's a book. It's a little book, in, isn't isn't it? In a roller deck. Roller deck spins on like a spins. On like a apparatus. Oh, there you go. Um, uh, yeah. Arsenal's first Champions League knockout game since 2017 takes place tonight at 8 p.m. Uh, Portal versus Arsenal. Jim, you excited? Bit of trepidation in your soul about this one. Uh, both of those things, absolutely, mm. yeah. Um, Porto aren't in the best of form at the moment, but we came unstuck against Sporting in the Europa League last season. You can't underestimate anyone at this at this point. And also, Mikel Arteta doesn't have the best record in knockout competitions, so it's, it's something to be wary of. Mm. They need to be really, really focused on this. Uh, the Athletic did a rundown of Arsenal's last six or seven exits at the uh, last <laughs> did you read it? stage. Why did you the... read it? I just, I was just curious to to see how far we done come. Part of your but... therapy process. <laughs> Good God, I wanted to reach back through time and just slap them all with a big frying pan. It was, it was genuinely quite sort of unsettling to read back through it. I want to avoid that at all costs. But I think there is still this kind of spectre of, of that hanging over Arsenal in the Champions League and it's something they have to dispel mm. but I, I am I am looking forward to it it's um it's been a long time obviously since we've uh in relative terms since we've been in a in a knockout game in the Champions League so I'm, I'm excited and I'll be on Ramble Reacts as well so if it all goes terribly and you support Spurs you, you'll have a nice time oh, something for everyone I'll just let you know I think there are several Arsenal fans out there who would take some comfort from listening to you if Arsenal do lose. I don't think it's just Spurs fans. I think it's everyone. I'll, yeah, I'll, I think we can all the, get a slice of that. This yeah, game this game, and this show makes a mockery of us all, as we always say, what's good for the Ramble isn't good for your club. Um, you know, I, I personally would quite like Arsenal to lose badly tonight I'm so sure I can listen to that. Yeah, but it's nothing personal. I, I, just, I just like to listen to you. 
go over it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like, we have to all admit here that we like, you know, nothing serious, but we do like a good bit of moderate suffering from our friends. Mm. We Well, and we also... Uh, like watching the big teams fail right that's one of the things that i think a lot of fans don't understand it's if they're doing well and their their team starts getting criticized and they sort of kick off on about kick off about it line arsenal fans do it mm. city fans do it liverpool fans do it you you can't be liked when you're doing well you you just can't have it no, nah, it's not part of the so fabric. You, you have to just accept it mine does extend beyond that though you know when you really badly hurt your elbow mm. that was a funny story Oh, when I really badly yeah. really hurt my elbow, which time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that you can get a good amount of pleasure with some for just some straight up Schadenfreude. Yeah, of course. If it's a funny story, the Germans should invent a word for it, <laughs> shouldn't they? We hit- I, I, I'm looking forward to the game tonight. I think it's it, Jim's. Yeah, you know, to, to be semi serious, as I as I say, um, it's it is a good measure. It's a good kind mm. of acid test for them. I think. I think you know what Arteta's done at Arsenal is brilliant. No question about that. And he's and he's really kind of made them believe that. Not just that they can achieve, but the standards that they, he has set are so high mm. and the players are about to fall into line behind that or mm. get the fuck out of town, right? And that's really something that shouldn't be forgotten. I mean, he's done it with players, high-profile players already. And But there's an element with the Premier League and the way it's structured and the way that the big clubs um, are that actually, how, how much are we learning from Arsenal knocking over a load of shitty bottom half of the Premier League teams. Indeed. Not that not that much. So to go away to a club who perhaps don't have the budget but are, are, are storied in this competition, who have won this competition, and obviously from here on in for them in the Champions League, Arsenal, it just gets harder and harder. That's a really interesting thing because mm. it's a real fucking test. It's a different type of test as well. Absolutely. I think that the last few games have been very useful in terms of the, the, the rhythm uh, and, the, and you know, forging those connections that have been growing over the season in terms of the fluency of Arsenal's play. And they've been good against the big teams in the Premier League, They have been good against the big teams. And also, an interesting thing that happens a lot is that teams set up with, essentially, you know, 11 men behind the ball to try and frustrate. And Porto aren't going to do that. No no one in the Champions League is really going to do that. So it's going to be a really different type of test. Um, Also, you know, it's quite dangerous sometimes when a team aren't going so well in the league. It's a bit of a holiday from it. And especially if you go into this game as as the sort of relative underdogs, there's the element of not, they're not being so much to lose. It's an ideal level of opponent, I think, at this point. If Arsenal were facing a Bayern Munich or a Real Madrid or whatever, it'd be a very, very different story now, a very, very different set of pressures. Um, but that said, you've got to make sure that you put it away and you've got to you know, respect the opponent. Evan Nielsen's a very good player. They've, they've got players that can hurt you. Um, but yeah, I am, I am just excited about it in a really quite little boyish way as well, which is to be embraced. Mm. Definitely. It's what it's all about, right? Definitely what's it's why we're about. here. And um, did Rio Ferdinand make the game in the MP? Uh, he, so he, uh, Rio Fernand, ended up on a Ryanair flight out to Porto with some Arsenal fans. It's a great leveller, isn't it? It is when a great leveller. When the big highfalutin types have to get yeah. the Ryanair when flight. there's only one flight. You can imagine the conversation. Rio's going to be speaking to the um, the admin person, the booker at, at TNT, and they're going to have to call him and say, I could only get you on the first in the first thing in the morning Ryanair flight, yeah. I'm afraid. And Rio's going to want to have kicked off. Yeah. But he probably, these days, he probably won't kick off. There's no way, this is why it's great. Right, because there's no way on earth he's flying right now when no. he's a player. He did have e- extra leg room. He did. He, did. he, did. At least he was, at, he was at the front, but, the front. <laughs> but that does mean, as a tall man and as a man who's got a bit of bunts, he's paying. He might be paying that extra twelve uh, to twenty quid to get that extra leg be. room. But I would say that that just makes you more visible. If you just sat at the back, no one would have noticed. You could have gone about your day doing Rio Ferdinand things in the back of the Ryanair flight, and nobody would have noticed. I think you should, <laughs> and I think you should always be able to suffer through. A couple of hours. It's not a long flight. 
you know, it, with in a, in a, Porto, in a economy seat. Porto's um, about th- what's that? Three hours? Is it two and a half? Three, yeah, probably not on. far. But then yeah, and, and you've got the Ryanair so probably late at the terminal, and you're probably not. Gonna, there's probably no VIP ushering through. It's it, it, no. it it's it's risky. It's, I mean, it's, and the point is, it's just very, very different to when you're a top-level player and how you get treated, right? Mm. I mean, he's, he's going to be very, very different. To be fair to him, he seemed to kind of embrace it. And I think to, he's probably, like, we've, we've, I've done a little bit of work with him and, and he's a very, very personable guy. Mm. I'm not saying he's a terrible guy or he's a big-time big Charlie Weffer. I don't, I don't believe him to be so. But it's just quite funny yeah. that he got a load of stick from a load of fans. Yeah. And, he, he handled it really well, to be fair to him. Yeah. So he basically got told, he, 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 Arsenal fans have taken issue with the fact that he says that Saka isn't quite world class yet, and what further has done? He's like doubled down on that, hasn't he? <laughs> That's he his just brand. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Could... he said he means that he's you know we've not seen him do it in the late stages of the Champions League. Well, he's yet. not playing he's like, well, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and he's also got <laughs> three goals and four assists in five games in the Champions League this season. Mm. So you know he's doing it's it. A, it's a bit of a silly. I think argument. I think this is a conversation we can't realistically have without Marcus here because he'd be gutted. But it depends on how you define world class, right? Mm. Some people would say world class. I need to be in a squad, a world eleven or squad. For their position, and that's it. So there's only two world class yeah. players or whatever. I, I wouldn't say that. Bit of an ethereal thing, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Absolutely. and 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 I guess also he's probably had a more successful international career than Rio Ferdinand. So if he reckons no, that no, he come is, on. come on, Pete. what he is? Well, I mean, he's, he's got reached further. The final. He's got further. Ferdinand got Ferdinand's got loads more. He's got further though, honey. Got further. Yeah, true. I guess it depends how you judge it. It's a fair yeah. comment. Fair Thank comment. you. You rolled back from getting very I angry. I'm not going to double down. I was hiding behind. I learned that from. Um, yeah, you can't double down when you've been hanging out with Jason. Stone. I was <laughs> hiding behind right my tiny hands. The Telegraph did a piece about David Rea and his massive hands. Apparently, uh, Rea turned up at Blackburn, aged 15, and they were going to reject him for being too short. But then he gets out of his massive pockets, his massive hands, and they instantly gave him a trial as goalkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> the way the story's framed makes it sound like he just turned up at the stadium. Yeah. Just like demanding a trial. This little kid from Spain. Yeah. Like, like, hands. Piss off. Where are you going? Like a pit Short stop stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then that comes Carter Removing tyres with one hand. <laughs> right. I've got an idea for a, for, a, for a movie. Ratatouille, but it's not a rat. No. It's a child with gigantic hands. It, it does say a lot about the media landscape in 2024. This isn't even in the top 50 yeah. where these things the Telegraph have done. Yeah. So, so he's got massive hands and it hinders him as a, as a chef? No, no, he's a goalkeeper. He's not a chef. <laughs> David Spade the hands. It. It's, they, they are, apparently, they were very, very big for his age. That, do you know what? That is a huge um, talking point in NFL. When the draft comes around and the combine and the players have to prove themselves to become professional uh, players and move from college football into NFL, mm. particularly quarterbacks. There's a lot of talk about hand size. Is it right? Yeah. Okay. There, there was there was there was something that dominated the news cycles a few years ago. I forget the player now. But it was a quarterback who'd done really well in college football. He, he hit all the numbers. Everyone loved him, and they measured his hands, and it was like, are his hands actually eight and a half inches or are they nine and a half inches? This is really Deflate important. Gate, and they went but in the hand. It was a deep dive on it. <laughs> a deep dive, mate. They they are obsessed with quarterback hand sizes in well, the US. Rea is apparently a size eleven, which is the the biggest size you can get without them being sort of custom made. made. Well, then, I um, didn't even know you got like hand sizes. I like didn't that. know that either. But he, have you heard him speak? No. He sounds like he's from the northwest. I was not expecting it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, nice. I'm David Rea from Spain. He's it's taking the piss out of Ramsdale, is he? Well, no, he's just been because he, he was at Blackburn since he was very very young. So yeah. he's been in. He, he grew up in that area. Essentially. Actually, I spent you know most of his adult life so far in that area. All right. Okay. Well, I, I remember um, David chatting to David Seaman, and he he does a lot of work at Arsenal. Apparently, he was having a chat with Ramsdale, and Ramsdale was pointing out that it can't have been rare, but he was pointing out some goalkeeper who has really small feet, and he's laughing at his small feet, which is uh, which is interesting. I can remember um, when I worked at the sports shop as a Saturday boy. They used to provide um, boots for a lot of players. Mm. It was like a side side business they had. 
And I remember me and my friend Mark, we packaged up the football boots for the for the for the delivery or whatever. For it was for Middlesbrough at the time, right? And um, I, we packaged up Janino. Janino tiny boots. fella. Oh, wow. Janino Palist. It was they were the smallest boots I'd ever seen. Yeah. It, it was. I mean, they must have been about size five. <laughs> It was mad, <laughs> absolutely mad. And obviously, um, on the other end of the scale, was it Carnu who had like a ridiculous pair? Yeah. He had like size 15 or something, didn't he? Well, so your feet never stopped growing, do they? <laughs> Famously, yeah, exactly. I'm a size 22 now. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, Liverpool versus Luton tonight at half past seven. A lot of players are ruled out for, for this match. Uh, and also Sunday's Carabao Cup final against Chelsea. Curtis Jones, Jota, Allison as well. So that's going to be an interesting uh, tie. Uh, Michael Owen claims that uh, Darwin Nunes' chip goal at the weekend proved that he's not a great striker I mean yeah it was an interesting um, I don't think it's as mad as this sounds because he was saying that he essentially uh, went for the hard option which you're just statistically less likely to score okay Um, yeah I think you've got loads of material on Owen if you want it I think if you're an enthusiast who likes to undermine Michael Owen at every turn which we are yeah yeah, you've got more than enough material for that and I openly encourage you to do Mm. so um, because he's a risible guy, I don't think this was that bad. I no. thought it was quite an interesting insight, actually. But it was, but he can't even make a decent point without making it sound like it's a terrible point. <laughs> it's an incredible skill. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, it he dresses is. it up. Uh, Jabby Lonzo has been heavily linked as Klopp's replacement at Anfield. Has he been seen in a hotel near you, Lucky Moore? Any news? Haven't seen right, him. Right, okay. I mean, he'd probably, presumably up, he'd be up in Liverpool, wouldn't mm. he, for that kind of thing? Although a lot of the business probably is done in London, so I'll keep my eyes peeled. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just so you know, I'm not in that kind of hotel every day or no. anything. Okay. I mean I I probably want once a month probably. So my, my statistically I'm You're unlikely not see to see them. Right. But I, but I'm on the just before you go into the Jerry Lonzo things very quickly from me. You mentioned there the players that Liverpool have got out. Um, I don't know if we can watch tonight's game on the telly, can we? Probably not. Oh, no. Maybe we can. Well, it depends. I mean, it's been you, you can always suppose, get a Eurostar if you're committed <laughs> we'll to get watching the Eurostar. I will, I'll, probably, I'll probably think a about it. A great euphemism um, for uh, illegal website streaming. It's not technically... Yeah. I'm off on the Eurostar. I on the Eurostar. <laughs> Eurostar.com. It, it's not technically on the TV, right. um, but I do think, regardless... I'll tell you what, I, I'll, I'll even go as far as this, and I think Luton have been quite good recently, and they, they deserve a lot of credit, and we have given them credit on this show. Luton fans, go and pick another three Liverpool players at random to remove from the team and you're still going to get beat. Right, okay. You're going to get beat and it's probably going to be an easy beating. That would be my take. Well, on Javi Alonso, uh, possibly uh, heading to Anfield or somewhere else, uh, Alonso was lined up for uh, the buy-in job as well. Fabrizio Romano breaking has uh, just revealed that Tuchel will uh, leave at the end of the season. So maybe they won't be looking for that stopgap uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer solution oh, that, that reared gutting. its head a couple of years ago. I mean, it's bad for the ramble. What's bad for the ramble is bad for the world, I think. Luke, uh, we need to Jim. see. I mean, ima- just imagine for a second... Harry Kane getting his big move to Bayern Munich. They don't win the league, and by the end of the season, be managed by the guys. <laughs> oh, it's, it's remarkable. We how thought we were eating is. good with the Mourinho rumours. I'd probably still choose Mourinho. <laughs> oh yeah. In, it, well, in terms of Bayern if job. I was a Bayern fan, I'd choose Mourinho. No, from the two, If I was me, I would choose Oligarda Solskjaer. Especially he's he's one of the architects of their greatest trauma. Mm. It's it's an incredible thing to even exist as a rumour. Mm. Yeah. So I would take. Ideal scenario, I'm taking Mourinho at a Premier League club and Solskjaer at Bayern Munich. If I can't have that, I'd love to see Mourinho at Bayern Munich. Where's Mourinho landing in the Premier League? Um, in your fantasy? Arsenal. <laughs> Obviously, because you're sure, of course. <laughs> no, I, th- I think probably Man United. I think Marcus convinced me of that. We had a big debate about whether Mourinho should be at Chelsea, Man United. Marcus convinced me that 
it's just funnier because loads more May United fans would hate it. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of Chelsea fans, even the most hard-hearted, could convince themselves that Mourinho has done amazing things, which of course he has yeah. at Chelsea. And it's great to have him back. I think they could kind of give themselves a little bit of a talking to. May United, I don't think, can do that. Yeah. Um, but but on the um, on the Tuchel thing, I mean, that could be, you know, I mean, the thing about Alonso is he comes across as a very classy guy. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's already said, you know, as a gentleman's agreement, I'm coming to Liverpool. I loved it there. I want to be there. It's perfect for me and after Klopp. And, and Jim, you said this to me yesterday. There's something of the evil empire about Bayern Munich. And for Absolutely. Alonso to do what he's about to do with Leverkusen and then just chip off to Bayern Munich would be really, really disappointing. Mm. And if it was someone else, maybe. But I think with Alonso, he doesn't come across as that type of character. If the decision is unmade, it suits Bayern for that uncertainty to be in his mind, right? And we, we know that they will happily behave in that way. A lot mm. of big clubs do that, try and unsettle their rivals domestically, especially if they're the biggest fish in that pond. See it all the time. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of gamesmanship here with the timing of, uh, of Tuchel's announcement as well, trying to just you know, galvanise the Bayern players as best they can and put that idea in Alonso's head. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but I personally, I would like to see Alonso just stay at Leverkusen. Mm. Sort of steward them in the Champions League, build yeah. on what he's what he's mm. created. I mean, we've uh, I, I, I saw um, Andre Vieres Boas mentioned as a potential kind of ghost at the feast type figure that Alonso might might be might have in mind because if you move to you know if you make a big move like that really really quickly, things can be quite unforgiving if when you hit the first rocky patch and every mm. manager goes through rocky patches at every club it's an inevitable part of it. Um, I personally think it'd be great to see see how far he can take Leverkusen, but. You know, I, I we'll remember. See. I remember when Vieira Barish moved to the, to the Premier League, and and Brassel saying at the time it's too early for him, but he can't resist it. Like it's so much money, yeah. and it's such glamorous. It would be a hard thing for anyone to turn down. But but from Alonso's point of view, the two landing spots that people talk about with him are Liverpool and Real Madrid, right? And and Bayern as well, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Obviously. Fine. But I mean, it, he's he's linked with Liverpool and Real Madrid for obvious reasons, right? Um, as well. And um, with the Liverpool thing, I think you, you're right to talk about or mention or allude to the amount of managers who've gone in somewhere after a big legacy manager and it's been tough. But from Alonso's point of view, he may not want to take it for granted. He may not think... If someone sure. comes into Liverpool and they get it right and it's not him, mm. that opportunity's gone yeah, for yeah. X amount of years, yeah. right? So he, that's that's how it is. Like when, when you hear of like people getting opportunities to do something they wouldn't have expected necessarily because he's still at the start of his management journey. You have to put yourself in their mind and understand it's very difficult. You don't know how long that's going to come, whether that's ever going to come around mm. again. So, yeah, he's got a big decision to make. I take the point about Leverkusen. I, I do think there's a chance he may do another year there. I wouldn't like to see him at Bayern. I think we can all agree no. on that. Yeah, I'd, li- I'd like to see Xavi Alonso um, doing Le Mans in um, 2028. So there we go. Yeah, because um, didn't didn't Aaron Rodriguez Boas do Paris Dakar? He did. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I, th- I, I thought he, did he did he not try Le Mans as well? Driver, didn't he try? Did he try? Oh, right. I don't know. I might have got that wide of the mark. Did you go to China for a bit? I can't remember. Um, Yeah, he was in China. Uh, Well, thank you very much to uh, you (laughs) and for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the Aircast Creator Network. Patreon subscribers, do not go anywhere. Keep listening for Ramble Uncut. If you're not a Patreon subscriber, sign up to get Ramble Uncut every single Wednesday. Uh, Just get on over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble, a thriving community that is just getting better and better with every week. Lukey Moore. I totally agree. I mean, it's, it's, it's a burgeoning, bustling, mm. growing Marketplace of ideas. Fans. Well, if I was going to say um, you know, something that's sincere about this, I would say that it's it's amazing because it's a 
the, the Discord particularly is a, is an area where people can talk about football and there's no animosity. Yeah. There's no poisonous it's stuff. Organic. It's like very, very good nature. Yeah. People embrace their differences and their different teams they support and you know they even put up with some of my dreadful opinions from time to time which is very good of them. So it's a great place to go. It's a very, very cheap uh, place uh, by today's standards of the internet to go and chat with fellow football fans mm. not just about the ramble there's loads of different stuff you can talk about um, and it's well worth doing it's patreon.com forward slash football ramble as Peter has already said less than a cup of coffee in Hamyard also follow us <laughs> on X TikTok YouTube and Instagram at football ramble and you can also follow us on Spotify thank you very much to you Lukey Moore no, thank you the pleasure's been mine and thank you very much to you Jim Campbell you are welcome Pete Donaldson Ta-ta. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.